Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And I'm Jan. And normally on Trek to the Holodeck, we endeavor to watch and rate every single episode of Star Trek involving the Holodeck ever. But we're not doing that this week because it's the last episode of the year. Woo! And we thought it might be fun to do a special episode called Year of Hell. Uh, for no particular reason, except for the fact that 2020 is wrapping up. I thought this was, I thought this was 2020. I thought this was based on 2020 <laughs> when I, when I first saw it, but yeah, we're doing Voyager year of hell. Uh, this is a two parter. So it's part one and part two, no holiday content, uh, season four, episode eight and nine originally aired on November 5th and 12th of 1997. The year yeah. of hell. Yeah. I mean, guys, this year's been hell, right? It's been this a year. lot. It's it's had its ups and downs. Honestly, like <laughs> it's had it's had its blessings in disguise for a lot of us. A lot of us got mm-hmm. to do some things that we didn't normally do, like start a podcast. Yeah, uh, say, I've, I've, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's some great parts about it. But there's also some pretty hellish parts about this year, you know? So normally we would be Escaping to the holodeck. But this, but this time, is going to be one hell of a trek. We're, ooh. This is going to be one hell of a trek to, to the holodeck. We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Base enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Uh, man, so yeah, year of hell. One, it's a two-parter, and two it's part. kind of in a random place of the season. I feel for a two-parter. Like, usually, they they set up these episodes. I feel. You know the December January gap mm-hmm. to get people to come back and watch, but this this just came out at the end of uh, beginning of November. That's huh. so weird. Episodes eight and nine. Well, it was it was originally planned to be the the season finale of season three, right? Right. So if they just right. moved it because they allude. There's that one episode where they're like somebody's having like brain flashes or something, and they're like Test, the yeah. year of hell. Yeah, it is like this crazy fucking thing. Um, and then we get to see it. So it seems like they tried to this allude was, to it and then do it, and then it didn't happen. This was definitely a season finale uh, kind of episode. I mean, it's yeah, two parter. We don't know if they're gonna come come out of this alive. Like, yeah. So uh, it was written by Brandon Braga, BB, our boy, BB, and uh, Joe Manowski, 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 and the Joe Manowski two. <laughs> the two episodes were directed. The first one was directed by Alan Croker, uh, who's done 38 episodes of Star Trek, including the series finales for Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. So it just wow. like I think lends to the sort of season series e finale vibe of these episodes. Yeah, you know he's yeah. really he's the guy you call up when you want it to be you know intense. Mm-hmm. And episode two was by Mike Vihar. Oh, you know v- Harder, v- Harder. of the V Harder V Harder fame. <laughs> yeah. This, that was his first episode of Voyager that he ever directed. Really? Oh, good job. I think yeah. episode two is 
my favorite of the two. So oh yeah, thank you. It's great. VR, VR. Our music was by our boy Danny, Danny Mac. Mac. Danny, Danny, Danny Mac, 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 Mac. <laughs> D Mac, D Mac. He did a great Mac. job. He did a great job. Uh, music, music was on like movie score level for me. This felt like a movie. I do believe they use a track or two from uh, the Final Frontier and First Contact. So, like, literally, they did use movie music. And they made a um, they made a uh, First Contact reference. Yeah, uh, did they? Seven's the like, uh, it's complicated. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, Gary Kim and Balana are in a turbo lift playing uh, games of like, I'm going to describe this thing. You have to guess what it is. Oh my and God. Gary Kim's <laughs> describing the Phoenix. And then <laughs> Seven of Nine muscles the door open, basically. <laughs> borgs the door open and then answers... <laughs> Like answers Harry Kim's thing like it's like the button of the scene and was like it was the phoenix that's that's what you were looking for and they're like how do you know she's like well the Borg were technically there it's a it's complicated, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> uh, that's one of two movie references in this movie that I thought were really really f- like because that's like this episode came out I think a year almost exactly after First Contact was in theaters and the other big reference that is. Uh, appropriate for its time is the Titanic reference because that came out in 97. Yeah. Oh my and, God. <laughs> it's always like, I was thinking like Titanic's kind of like a w- weird, lame like thing to <laughs> reference. And then I realized like, no, like that's what everybody was still going to the movies to watch oh, that's in so November weird. of 1997 is yeah. they were just still going to see Titanic. I It's just like, that's so wild to me because like, I didn't even think about that. Those are very like of their time references Mm-hmm. And that's just how all of our referential like shit is going to age in all of the Marvel movies and stuff. It's just going to be like young kids are going to watch and be like, oh, that's something. And then you're going to be like, oh, that was like a this very topical, very topical well, humor. <laughs> just just like two seasons, the first season of Discovery, Lorca name drops Elon Musk as oh God, like yeah. a guy to look up to. Like, do you want to be Wait. known like with the names of like Galileo and Newton Musk. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't Does remember not that. age well already. No. Well, I mean, like, obviously, spoiler alert, but like, you know, as we know, Lorca wasn't the best dude. So it actually, know. like, make makes sense. But still. But yeah. who wrote that and was like, yeah, good one. Um, This is nice. great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't know that. Um, You got some good guest star shout outs. Kirkwood Smith as Anorax. Who is the uh, the dad from that seventy show? Yeah, aka Red. the dad from that seventy show. Yeah, Red. <laughs> um, I love it, that Star Trek is a is a safe harbor for dads from sitcoms. Totally. Yo, because we had the dad from Even Stevens yeah, together, <laughs> and they kind of look alike. They kind of have like a similar like vibe. <laughs> I love that they get to like they get to show their acting chops on Trek because so like, like Star Trek and. Uh, Law and Order are like the two shows where like you see famous actors either when they're older because they just want to do it or like yeah. younger when they're just getting their start, right? Yeah. They get there's, a special guest star or totally. they're a background person. Yeah. yeah. there's. I think it's like the season two premiere, like three episode premiere of Deep Space Nine where Frank Langella is the Bajoran <laughs> guy who like... <laughs> 
pulls the coup d'etat and it's like this major character arc. Yeah. And he's uncredited because he's, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do it for my grandkids. I think one of my favorite, oh, yeah. one of my favorite, uh, like just like spottings of somebody in a Star Trek show where I was just like, was that, was Seth MacFarlane in Enterprise? He was an engineering ensign in Enterprise <laughs> for like a couple episodes. <laughs> Make yeah, a whole a, show about just celebrity like guest stars. Totally. My roommate, I was watching this in the living room. My roommate walked by and he watches that 70s show pretty regularly. And I have too. I, th- I think we all, but he walked by. He's like, I didn't know he was in Star Trek. And I was like, hey, just these two episodes. Just like a quick one. <laughs> He's really good. <laughs> little bang bang, little bang bang, in, out, in, yeah. out, get his paycheck. I, I will dead. say he he wasn't an episode of Deep Space Nine, which I don't remember. Yeah, and he, he was also he played the president of the Federation in Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Oh my okay. god, which is a, a bigger role that I do remember quite quite well. My favorite guest star though is it has to be Wallace Shawn as the Grand Nagus. The Grand like, Nagus, yeah, sec. Wallace Shawn as Grand Nagus. <laughs> One of the wildest like. I just couldn't couldn't imagine being Wallace Shawn and getting the script. Be like, do you want to be on Star Trek? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. What kind of role is there for me in Star Trek? It's like, the, oh, <laughs> it's basically you. Yeah. <laughs> the craziest fucking dude in the world. Oh, uh, second guest star uh, shout out we have for this episode is John A. Laprino. Laprino as Obrist. Who is which one is that? Is that the guy who? It's did the, the other coup? guy. It's yeah. the other Krenim dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, on the Krenim time show. I mean, there are other guest stars, but more or less, because I thought about this at the end of the two episodes. Like, who was we, the? We're at war with two guys, basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> who was the um, the other alien that they talked to originally? Oh, the Zal guy. Yeah. Because oh, no, no, you mean the, sounded the, familiar. <clears throat> Are you talking about like the, the little ship that like he shows up again in the? I think it's the Zal in, guy. I think you're. I think. That's well, Zal is the guy who's like hanging out on the ship. It's like, oh yeah, those are Krenim. They fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, 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 that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, the name of that actor is Rick Fitz. <laughs> Rick Fitz. Uh, yep, and he was also in an episode of TNG. Yeah, he looks so familiar. He's been it's in Dr. virtually Martin. everything. <laughs> Looking at his IMDb. He's been in 123 <laughs> credits. He's been on like every TV show ever. <clears throat> the man works. He was in Lie to Me, which I watched. Okay. <laughs> but he was in like uh, like one episode. The guy who played the Krenim Commandant, who's like the guy on the ship that first encounters Voyager. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, hey, hey, leave, leave. And then he's like, <laughs> fucking shit kicker, like badass ship. And then back to, um, please go. That was Peter Slutsker. Wow. What a name, Slutsker. Thank yeah. you, Peter. Good job, dude. Yeah. He's played three different Ferengi on TNG, though. Oh, my God. He was like a go-to Ferengi dude. Uh, All right, and, here's and a he question. Do you think we're going to yeah. have... I, I just don't see it happening as much. But do you think moving forward in the future, someone's going to be watching Discovery and see like a guest star and be like, oh, that that person is super famous now. And they had like 
a little tiny guest star moment on the show. I hope it's the actors actually who play <laughs> Bryce and uh, Reese Wes. Too. Yeah. Reese rather. Sorry. Yeah. Bryce and Reese. It's like, man, those guys are like, really he's good. like nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> the guy who played Reese is like, he's I got his like... own TV show on HBO Max. He's the lead. <laughs> but on Discovery, they're just like, I don't know what to do with these guys. We're just going to make them nice. I feel just like. Make them nice guys. I feel like Book is going to be the one that like is going to be famous. I don't well, know he's why. already like. Is he kind, kind of famous? famous? Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. Is he? What did like, he? That's the thing with Discovery and newer Doctor shows who. is we're we're yeah. already casting oh, people okay. who are semi-famous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I don't know. I, most of the the bridge crew I'd never heard of, except for like Doug Jones. Yeah, who's just like super oh, famous. Well, Michael was pretty big on. She's on The Walking Dead. Yeah, oh, was she? I didn't know. I, I stopped watching The Walking. Sonequa Martin Green. Yeah, no, I stopped watching before her time as well. Same gotcha. here. Anyway, uh, Michelle Yeoh is fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, too. that's true. She's yeah. like a fucking international star. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because it looks like a movie now. Looks like it looks like a movie. movie. <laughs> We're digressing big time, it's, yeah. but it's okay because it's Year of Hell. Um, but <laughs> this but is gonna be also, the most scattered episode because this year I, has been a shithole. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I I really dig the the new Admiral dude on Discovery. Me too. Yeah, he's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, I like I him. He's like. It's it's funny watching Star Trek and and seeing an admiral who's like good, yeah. Because you're just, you're like, they, I don't know, is what's gonna happen? Yeah, is this guy. What, what, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, he's just he's, he's just, just a good, a good guy. admiral. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> he's dude. Like, he's like, you're both right and you're both wrong. You need to work your shit out. And then he leaves. Well, because like, like that's it. When we Whoa. first <laughs> when we first met him, I was like, this guy's evil. This guy's he's totally because he's a dick. He's totally kind of a dick evil. at the beginning. Yeah. And then he's not evil, and you're like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Day zero, zero, one. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, oh. oh thank oh. God you guys are here. Oh, my God. God. It's, amazing. Okay. it's amazing that we all converged all at once in, at the exact same time. Well, this was, our, this was our escape. This was our, like, in case of emergency plan. Yeah, I know. I'm just. Yes, yeah. we all agreed that in case of an emergency, yeah. due to any of the things that we have done to survive in the Delta Quadrant, mm-hmm. yeah. backfiring, we meet up in the broke, quote unquote, broken mm-hmm. holodeck, holodeck three, yeah. mm-hmm. and game plan. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, one sec before we. Uh, computer? Mm-hmm. Um, Hawaiian Resort Beach. What do you guys want to drink? Uh, Mai Tai, please. Mai Tai? Uh, uh, Tequila Sunrise, please. Tequila Sunrise, a Mai Tai, and a Pina Colada, please. Constructing. Oh, okay. Did you guys feel the temporal wave? Oh, yes. It was behaving exactly as we calculated it would. Exactly. It was Well done. Excellent programming. I was in engineering with Vork when the temporal wave went through, and Vork is still here. Oh, man. I do not understand. I bel- I thought we had programmed a temporal wave to only affect Vorik. Yeah, and then we got cold feet and we decided that we were, said we were going to, you know, put it with the trash so it got jettisoned out. Well, if we put it in the trash and jettisoned out, what what just occurred? How did it temporal? I don't know. Oh. You know, hmm, you know, I Pert? think I I think I know if my memory sir, it was a while, it was a couple years ago. This 
Oh my god. Oh my god. You know, I sold it to somebody. Uh, I sold it. I'm sorry? You, you sold a temporal weapon that we used, we actually chose not to use because of the ethical ramifications and what it could do to all timelines if we use it. Even if we were only intending to use it to eliminate the worst Vulcan to have ever lived, Vorik, we still thought it was too dangerous a thing to use and you sold it. And it definitely okay. wasn't a couple years ago, Pert. This was like six months ago. Are you really? That was oh my god! Sorry, my yes, my it was brain, six months ago. My brain is really fried. Uh, Seven um, was on board. It was after Tom supposedly got assimilated. I was oh, assimilated, guys. You weren't. You were not. Assi- we, Jesus, I'm sorry. I I was in deep debt. My as you guys know, my clothing line. I, I had the. <clears throat> I'm virtually bankrupt. I owed a lot of people money, and I owed a lot Her, of people uh, clothes. Uh, we are literally traveling. Out of the Delta, we, we never re- go backwards. We never go back. Yeah, well, How- do you want some some scummy uh, fart aliens coming after Voyager? Because when I make deals with people, it's off the ship, and if I don't pay them back, they're going to come kill us all. So, you know, I had, <sighs> to, I had to pay them back. So, okay, I guess we cannot undo this. I guess we should assume that they found, they used the weapon for some something else. And it appears they've re- changed the calculations to have larger impacts. Man, thankfully, all three of us are shielded from temporal waves because of our the fact that we phase in and out of all time. Yeah, thank, due thank to God. that accident. Man, I'm kind of I'm kind of annoyed because even though you know, yeah, we're in a situation where uh, our ship is probably in really bad shape. We didn't even get to get rid of Vorik. It's not even like Vorik disappeared. Know as a byproduct of an alien race using our temporal weapon. They could have left uh, that calculation in. The, the fact that they specifically deleted that one was is very frustrating to me. It would have been the best of both worlds because then we wouldn't have had to live with it on our conscience of us activating the weapon and we would have gotten rid of the worst Vulcan to have Vulcan ever lived. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. A Vulcan that all Vulcans hate. Well... <sighs> Well, if we are lucky, perhaps that these, this incursion uh, will lead eventually to Vorg's death. Yeah, that's Computer, true. Computer, uh, one more tequila sunrise, please. I'll, I'll have, have another, another Mai Tai. Another, another pina colada, please. Constructing. So here is the plan. Uh, let us just lay low and, you know, maybe not mention the origin of this. Temporal I mean, incursion device. We could just hang out in here for a while. No one's gonna, no one's gonna enter the, enter the broken, broken holodeck, holodeck, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's this is the, our private holodeck. You know, it's broken, but yeah, yeah, we've got we, we know how to get it up and running. So. Yeah, that Krenim ship really, once it got upgraded <laughs> through the through the time wave, really took Voyager to the task. I, yeah. I, I do not know if our chances of survival are very high. Fair, not probably not high. I, I I would say, but hey, at least we're on the beach. You know, this is a enjoy nice it, uh, right. Yeah, let's enjoy these final days on yeah. the USS Voyager. I mean, it could only be a few days. They're going to rip us to shreds in a matter yeah. of days. So, yeah, unless some people start acting incredibly unethically or yeah. out of character. I just don't see that happening. I. I I, th- I find it hard to believe. Same. This is Starfleet, after all. This is right? Starfleet. This is Starfleet. 
cool. All right. <clears throat> okay. All right. All right. Year of hell. Year of hell. <laughs> Year of hell. Year Let's of do hell. it. Let's do it. Somebody should recap this thing. The, it's my turn this week. I think. So this week on our segment of This Week On, we have our contestant coming up, Dylan Hamilton-Smith. Dylan Hamilton-Smith, you will have the hard and difficult job <laughs> of trying to recap these two episodes in 30 seconds or less. This is going to be a disaster. <laughs> All right. I can't wait. Okay. Ready when you are. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So Voyager's flying, flying along and then they, they fly into space and somebody uh, is like, hey, you're in our space. Get the fuck out of here. So they talk to them. They're like, this is d- disputed space. Uh, and then at one point, the the dad the dad from from that seventy show shows up and starts shooting with temporal <laughs> shit. Uh, there's an explosion. Tuvok goes blind. Dude, Tuvok can't see anything. Uh, and uh, and the, the ship is destroyed for like a whole year. And there's only like a few people left on it. And Janeway's like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm gonna I'm gonna do it." Uh, and in the end, the, the temporal. <laughs> <laughs> you got caught up on the beginning of this first episode so much. I love I love that you I think you spent a good seven seconds on Tuvok being blind. That was, you really cemented that one. You spent about a good seven seconds on trying to come up with that 70s show as well. <laughs> that was the only the Tuvok's blind thing was the only thing that I was like, I gotta get this in here. I gotta make sure we get that in. Oh, the thing I wanted to get in there was the 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 temporal missile. That gets stuck in the the hole, and they're looking at it. Yeah, because that's happened in another episode of Star Trek. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? No, or a movie, or we're it's thinking a classic about this trope. Episode. I think. No, of like I, the undetonated warhead. Yeah, that's a thing. I th- but I think it was in a either an episode of Star Trek. Is it a TNG? Yeah, I think it was a TNG thing. But I'm remembering it looking really good. So a part of me thinks a, it was like Discovery the thing. AJ, maybe it was one of the JJ movies. Maybe I think it may have been a Discovery thing, actually. Might have been a Discovery thing. Clearly not memorable, though. I like, don't know. Just memorable enough to be like, I think that happened to... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... Right? Yeah. Another thing that... I, some other things that we didn't get through Dylan's 30 seconds. Um, we, we deprioritized in the 30 seconds. <laughs> the... The uh, the dad from that '70s show is basically trying to change history so that his race of aliens could have power again. Although once he finally achieves that, we find out that he really just wants to get his wife back because he yeah. accidentally killed his wife trying to do this stuff. Yeah, it's like we got ninety eight percent success, sir. We're like ninety eight percent restored. I think we're good, sir. And he's yeah. like, "What about my wife's planet?" It's like. I fucking knew he was going to ask that. Um, it still doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah, what about my wife's planet? 99%? Mm. We have 99% uh, restoration. What about my wife's planet? I have to go, but we got 99%. 99%. I think that's good. Everybody feels good about it. Everybody, morale is high. What about my wife's planet? Everyone's parents are back, as yeah. far as we know. Everything's we can just cool. slide right back into history, and basically, no difference. Like, But my wife's like, okay, honestly, though... <laughs> She was great, but it, maybe it's time to move on. There's literally 99% of the rest of our civilization left if he you want to find a woman among them. He should have just that, lied. He should have been like, am I wife's yep, planet? Yep. yep. All good. Prime? Yep. And then Super like, great. All right, we're let's not going to be able to go home. We're not going to be able to go home. 
for a while, but we should probably destroy this weapon. <laughs> we should just blow it up. You know, just we don't want to mess anything else up, right? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, everything's cool. <laughs> so that that part of his motivation doesn't pop up until the second episode, even though he's like mm-hmm. looking at his little pyramid, which yeah. I'm guessing is like yeah. a, a temporal pyramid that's keeping it. It's a food pyramid. <laughs> I think so. In, in stasis. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that with all the other stuff though. No. Cause there's, there's a scene later on where he has Chakotay and Tom for dinner and he's like, would you like to have a feast? Yeah, classic like creepy. trope. And like, and it, well, that's from that species. that doesn't exist. That's, do they have a refrigerator <laughs> That's just for that stuff from other species, yeah. and it's got like a temporal like, shielding on it. So but fresh. they take it out in order for them to eat it, it should disappear, right? You right. Eat fast. You gotta eat fast. <laughs> eat that fast. It's gonna go bad in like five seconds. It's like it's just it's, it's going to stop to have ever existed. It's like every time I go to eat with the captain, I I eat a lot, but I never feel full. It's like oh yeah, because all the <laughs> just stuff disappears. Ends up never having existed. Yeah, yeah. once it goes into your stomach. <laughs> Uh, at the beginning of this episode, it's classic Voyager where everything's chill and Janeway is like practically lounging on her <laughs> captain's chair and they the thing that shows up like, put him on the screen. And she says, good day, sir. And I was like, <laughs> Have, are you just fucking with people now? Like, <laughs> you're just like so exhausted. <laughs> I think she even says at one point, they're like, hey, if you don't leave, we're going to blow you up. And she's like, honestly, unless you upgrade your torpedo launchers, I think we're going to be fine. Classic. They weren't. <laughs> they it's were a classic, not. like, uh, <laughs> blow them up, Harry. And then just walks out of the room. <laughs> oh, my God. What are, what are some bits that you guys uh, enjoyed? I, <laughs> I absolutely love how serious... Um, Bellana and Harry are taking their question game when they're stuck in the uh, yeah the Jeffrey Super wherever the fuck they are, and they're like, "All right, come on, let's get back to the question game." <sighs> okay, okay, okay. I gotta think of a hard one. I gotta think of a hard one. Like they take it so seriously, and I think it's delightful. I love them. Wow, well, they're both kind of insufferable through it too. Totally. Are. Well, I mean, Bellana's injured almost fatally. Fine. So. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Feel like massive internal bleeding. Yeah. Um, there was oh, fuck. I I should have been paying a little bit more attention, but there was a moment where the doctor was up on his high horse for a while, and I then love, love it. Everyone just was like, "Not now, dude!" and walked out on him. And he's just like, "Oh <laughs> man." <laughs> it was after they made the astrometrics lab. Right. Oh, I right. love right. that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, giving the speech. <laughs> yeah. And then it's I've like, actually uh, got something we're getting to say. A, we're getting a call, and everybody's like, oh, gotta go, gotta go. Um, I gotta, gotta go. We gotta go check out that call real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor's like, maybe we'll finish this later. And even Neelix doesn't respond. <laughs> Neelix, this is a total data Neelix. moment. This is a total yeah. data moment. Like, data is doing like a piece of poetry or something, and everyone's just like, I gotta go. <laughs> Well, it's a classic doctor. I mean, it's a data thing, but a doctor thing too, because he's always yeah. like when they're like, "Cheer!" and here's to to the the Borg <laughs> children. Cheers! And they're like, "Great!" Cheers! And then the doctor always comes out of fucking nowhere and is like, <laughs> "I actually I prepared a twelve hour play uh, that commemorating this," and everyone's like, oh, "God, no, <laughs> no, 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 not no. again." <laughs> I also want to um, highlight two. Blind Tuvok 
shaving with that weird uh, straight razor. Straight razor that he's got going on. My one of my favorite lines uh, was during this moment where uh, <laughs> Seven comes in. She's like, "I told you I would help you with your day to day stuff," and he's like, "I'm just shaving. It's hardly fatal." And I'm like, "Well, honestly, you're blind and you're shaving with a <laughs> with a knife. It, it could be." <laughs> that, yeah. Like I don't know. You can't see what you're holding, but that. <laughs> That could slice open an artery right there. And that's it. That's no more Tuvok. I also love that he found the mirror, too. He was like, yeah, reaching around for the mirror. I was like, okay, this is it. It's normal. It's I'm, normal. I'm normal Nothing damn is it. wrong. I'd like to imagine that the mirror is cracked, not because the ship is in huge disrepair, but because Tuvok punched it because he, was, he couldn't like keep in his emotions anymore because he was blind. Or I. When I first saw this episode, uh, I didn't know, like, what happens in the end. Like, I didn't know they wiped everything. You know, it just went back to normal. So when they when Tuvok became blind, I was like, oh, shit. Is, Tuv- is he going to be blind for the rest of the show? <laughs> He's just going to be blind. <laughs> um, that'd be is, awesome. Well, that's fun little... Oh, that's go ahead. Th- go for it, Jan. I think you're about to like, read. That's the thing. Of, I think that's the thing that we're going to come back to over and over with this episode is all these moments that were like, that are really impactful and awesome and really would be the standard now in, in television. Yeah. Uh, and they just like crammed it all in two episodes and they're like, cool. Anyways, reset. <laughs> <laughs> but like Battlestar Galactica is basically yeah. these two episodes... For five seasons, yeah, or four, four seasons, and well, we actually uh, get somebody losing their eye. Yeah, yeah. wasn't <laughs> the original like one of the original endings, or somebody wanted to? Uh, Brandon Beebe wanted the shipwreck to be the entire season, which would have been fucking nuts. Yeah, that would have been incredible. Honestly, that that's something crazy. that Discovery would do now, but they was probably the producers were like, "You can't do that on television, dude." Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Berman, Rick Berman, Ricky B, the worst, the worst Probably. influence in all of Star Trek. Uh, he was like, "No, just do a reset button. It's over. It's like it's just done." <laughs> before we get too on. before we get too far away from Tuvok being blind, I think there's yeah, a fun piece of trivia that. that we can throw in there. Uh, Tuvok was originally uh, to have been more badly wounded in this episode rather than just losing his eyesight. Uh, we were actually going to have him blind and missing a leg. Brandon Braga remembered. And we were going to have to do a Forrest Gump type digital effect. He was going to have to have many physical problems, but for production reasons, we ended up with just blindness. I would have, I would have loved a uh, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan Tubak, Lieutenant Tubak. He's in a wheelchair. Seven's got to push him around in a wheelchair, and he's he's gone full Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, yeah, just like long beard, like. You can't. <laughs> I think I just. It would love- be illogical to stay in this fucking nebula. <laughs> I just want to see, uh, see a. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting Tuvok's. Tim Russ. No, did their race? They're uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. Vulcans. Thank yeah. you. My brain is malfunctioning tonight. I just want to see a drunk Vulcan who's just given up on the world because I, I've never <laughs> I, seen that before. I want to see a, a drunk Vulcan who's just like. Fuck it. Let's yeah. have fun. Let's just do you it. Know? Yeah. Just like just pounding some tequila sunrises. <laughs> that would chilling. be the that would be the <laughs> ultimate discovery move if I was in that writer's room. It'd be like, let's have like frat bro Vulcan. 
who who got in and then like something really bad happened. He's like, fuck it. I'm drinking. Have party at my place tonight. <laughs> Live long and you know, prosper. You know, you know who would do that like every week at Vulcan Academy, but nobody would want to go to his parties? Vork. 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 <laughs> Um, hey guys, party at my place. Party at my place. <laughs> Great. We're going to live long and prosper tonight. And everybody's like, ah. Oh. Vork was the Shermanator <laughs> of Vulcan. <laughs> um, and then another real quick piece of trivia with along the blind uh, Tuvok is Russ uh, had very nearly played another blind character in Star Trek a decade earlier because he auditioned for Geordi LaForge. Yo. <laughs> A Tim Russ, Jordy LaForge would have been fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine a uh, a um, a Tuvok played by uh, our good old pal um, Dor- uh, Lavar Burton? Lavar Burton. Burton. That would have been pretty cool too, actually. <laughs> I I it just reminds me of the episode where Tuvok becomes like a teenager again, and his brain gets all fucked up, and he actually smiles and like has fun. I just imagining that in TNG is a wild thing to think about. Yeah. It would have been super fun. I would (laughs) like a, uh, a deep fake of, of Tim (laughs) Tim Russ (laughs) on everyone in TNG. He plays everyone. (laughs) Could you imagine him as Riker? A Tuvix situation for everybody on TNG. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nuts. Get to it. Photoshoppers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Triker. Triker. <laughs> Three wheels. <laughs> Dylan winked in case anyone. I w- sorry, yeah. <laughs> Wink. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is one of the most depressing, sad, like, Star Trek episodes I've ever seen, to be honest. It's pretty, it's got some, pretty yeah. dark. I think it's depressing and sad in like all the right ways. And it's, it's nice to see Voyager's ass get beat kind of permanently, semi-permanently. Yeah. Cause even yeah. like eight episodes ago when it goes up against the Borg and species eight, four, seven, two, it like, it takes some hits, but I don't think anybody dies and no. it just takes one of the big, that's one of the big complaints about Voyager, right? That people have is Voyager just be, basically becomes a superhero. Uh, <laughs> and defeats the Borg, which up until now we know as like the biggest bad guy in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish there was a like a balance, more of a balance, like on Discovery, because it seems like Discovery every fucking day the ship is about to explode, like actually explode, a la this episode. Mm-hmm. I wish there's like a little bit of a balance of like casual Janeway blowing the fuck up. Our shields are dope. And then, like, every now and then, like, okay, yeah, we're dying. Like, the ship's going to explode. <laughs> they're so shocked when they use cr- uh, chromaton weapons. And they're like, I, we have no idea what to do. We have no idea. We've never been in a situation where where we ha- we <laughs> we got hit. We got legit hit. It just goes to show how <laughs> cocky Janeway is. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Because she's just like, eh. I mean, we've upgraded our ship pretty good. It's like, yeah, but you're in uncharted territories. You literally have no clue what anyone has here. <laughs> yeah, but we got this baby humming. 
even <laughs> even in the situation where they finally modulate their shields to mm-hmm. be resistant to chromaton chroma, chroma weapons, mm-hmm. then she's all of a sudden like back to good old Janeway, and she's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, people died, Janeway. She's like, yeah, but fuck you. Yeah, that's what she's waiting. The reason she stayed on the ship for so long was and went through a year of just insane torture was just for that one moment of, I'm back at it. Fuck you. Your your body is burnt. Your lungs yeah. are damaged. Uh, your entire crew is dispersed. Like, she's like, yeah, but I'm driving. I'm driving the I'm ship. Driving the fucking uh, ship, man. <laughs> they they very quickly deplete to p- torpedoes too. At the beginning of this episode, they're like f- suppose like they're kind of in battle with this uh, Krenim ship after the temporal wave comes through, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like time has changed and they've been in this engagement for a long time, and they are down to eleven torpedoes. Remember that? And yeah. she has like four of them go out like mines. Yeah. So. So, but then they, the rest of their, they have like five torpedoes for the rest of the year. Like they just (laughs) suddenly they're like, wait, we just looked at the, uh, we only have, we only have five of these. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta be real, real tactical, real tactical. (laughs) (laughs) But in the rest of Voyager, they're like, uh, fire, fire, photon torpedoes. How many we got? Who cares? It's fine. It's like Alexis arrows, right? Like we have as many as we want. Captain Janeway, we have a limited amount of those. What? <laughs> no one told me Are, that. Nobody told me that. I thought you didn't, you didn't learn that in the academy. That was no, the they... one day I was sick. <laughs> Don't question me. Who the fuck do you think you are? You just go back into the port and you get a bunch of torpedoes back. Yeah, yeah but think about it. Shut up, Kim. Right. Y- yep. Shut right. up, Harry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I like I like the the design of that Krenim time ship. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, it's super sci-fi and it does look a lot like Babylon 5. I don't know if anybody watches that show uh or watch that show. But it just yeah, it, it's like it's like a Death Star and not a Death Star and yeah. Death I think it's just the design of it's really cool. Yeah. Uh I like their little their their version of Lacars where it's just the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good design on that. And that yeah. moment, that moment where uh, where Chakotay is like, I think I figured it out. I got it. I got a plan. So, like, if we delete this one thing, uh, I think I think we'll be cool. And then, it's just like, a dumb comment. Yeah, and then and then the dad from that '70s show is like, "All right," and you can see in his eyes, like, "Fucking dumbass, this. run it." Yeah, run the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> he does go ahead, run it. yeah go ahead do it <laughs> and then proceeds to explain to him how how bad he fucked up he's like you see that comment did this and this and this and created that, that caused planet. sentient life across <laughs> two planets <laughs> i think it was, it was like eight thousand i yeah. think he said it was like eight thousand civilizations yeah <laughs> and if i was if i was chakotay i'd be like all right dude you know what? You okay. could have just told me it wouldn't work, and now I look like a fucking idiot. If I was to people, if I was to in front of everybody. I would have yeah. been like, I would have been like, all right, dude, you're right. This is fucking impossible. So why are we trying to do this? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, um, let's run a simulation on literally extinguishing a civilization, like you've been doing over and over again. 
I it's feel like, like if he's this- like, yeah, you know, time is really sensitive. If you if you if you take out even just one meteor, so many civilizations <laughs> would die. Uh, anyways, lock onto that entire civilization <laughs> and blow it up. It's like. Uh, I feel like if, it's not like you're you're performing a heart sur- your brain surgery here. You're not being very precise either. It's like I was inspired last night to commit another genocide. <laughs> He's doing the Janeway, but on his genocide ship. Yeah, <laughs> he like walks on. He's like, "All right, civilization, boot it." And they're like, uh, "Sir, are you sure?" Yeah, no, it's cool. It's like, sir, as usual, we have to remind you this is permanent, <laughs> and it could have negative repercussions. It's like, yeah, just. I do like that. Uh, Chakotay, we have this like Chakotay Paris uh, push and pull of like Chakotay is kind of like, no, you know what? This might help us. We might be able to figure this out. And then Chakotay starts going all like mad scientist. And we got Paris being like, Chakotay, snap out of it. You're a fucking idiot. You're fucking killing. Idiot. You're going to try to kill people. Like what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I feel like in the scene where he tries to delete the one comment, Tom Parrish should have been in that room, and when he's like, you see, this is all going to happen, and Chakotay's like, ah, fuck. And he just looks at Tom, and Tom's like, yeah, Hold dude, what, like, what the fuck expect? did you expect? <laughs> 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 and he's like, all right, you're fucking right. Sorry. You're fucking Sorry, right, Todd. <laughs> What's that scene I've, where Tom's in, in the other room with that with the second in command? He's playing with Obris that he's yeah. playing, like, <laughs> playing cards Trouble or, or whatever it is. Yeah, he's what playing are they playing? Some- He's playing some game. Mouse trap. Yeah. And the guy's like, how do you, that's a great like move. And he's like, yeah, I've had time to sit here and figure this out. Like, it's like a legacy game. He's just been playing it for, like, <laughs> for this one dude. For So yeah, I got really into legacy games on Voyager. It's just kind of my thing. You just create a build that really works for your, just yeah, your, your thing. And you just hope that the game doesn't change enough throughout plays yeah. that your build's not going to get broken somehow. Yeah, you don't, you're like, yeah, redundant. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Because they're on there for months, right? They're, they're they're hostages for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Obris have just been playing this all the, the whole time. time. just hella chill. They're just, like, hella buds. And I love that uh, Tom's just like, yeah, I'll stay here. Also goes to show that Tom can make friends with anybody. He yeah, is, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's a great diplomat. He's so chummy. His dad is a... a influence there is is pretty clear oh yeah yeah, definitely i i did find it interesting and i don't know if this was intentional by the writers bb and joey joey minoski uh but like making chakotay who is playing who is a like a native american character an indigenous person have to like sympathize with the genocidal yeah that was weird and and his like his line of reasoning being like I don't know. Maybe if we help them a little bit, it'll work out in the end for us. It's like, uh, historically... You should know better, Chikoshe. You should know a lot better than <laughs> this. This is a bad... No. This is a bad bad call. It and I just like- don't know if it was intentional or if it was accidental and and didn't realize the weird messed up context of it I, they never got a handle on chakotay it seems like no. every time he's like a main point in an episode something happens that they need the other character to say and then they just put yeah. like backstory into chakotay in that scene where it's like oh i know what you're talking about because i'm actually like super into this thing that i never told anyone about until right now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Like, oh yeah, I failed the temporal stuff, but I understand it a little bit. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you understand all this stuff? 
there's a scene too with Janeway where he's like, I think we should just all escape on escape pods and just mm-hmm. like figure it out later. And she's like, that's a bad idea. He's like, you're right. It is a bad idea. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> this is the same scene where I realized they're still, they're still, this is like still early Voyager. <laughs> um, this is still like episode season four. So they're still saying Chicote. Chicote. Yeah. Chicote. Because, yeah. Day one, four, seven. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. Guys, guys, guys. Guys. Yes, 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 Tom. Tom. Hey, you know how um, the reactor for Holodeck 3 was on the fritz a little bit? uh, And I said I was going to go out and fix it. Yeah. Uh, So I walked out there and everyone seems to be gone. Um, There was nobody nobody here. Um, Are they dead? I mean, uh, everyone is is a misnomer. I'd say most everybody was gone, and all the escape pods were gone. I saw Harry, Kim, and uh, Captain Janeway uh, in a in in a, a conduit, like like fixing something. They seem pretty annoyed. Oh God! Uh, can- I, honestly, I I was not expecting Voyager to make it this far. Uh, computer whiskey. On the rocks, yeah, please. I'll take a th- two double. I'll have four shots of tequila, please. Four shots of tequila for my friend, computer. Computer, I'll have some uh, absinthe uh, and a uh, a final shot of Romulan whiskey, please. And you know what? Throw in a couple joints too. Thank you. Constructing. Uh, okay, computer, uh, Calto playset, please. Constructing. Oh God, why? This is uh, not Calto. Cal- Can we play Twister this time? I thought, I thought it would be fun if we all played a little bit of Calto. We played Calto we- last night. For like four hours. We've been playing Calto every night for the last like 30 days, Lopec. It's not fun. You, you are both getting better. I, I don't want to get better. God, I, I wish I, I could I want to just- play a different game. This sucks. This is terrible. I miss the- my family. I miss... <laughs> We were already gonna be gone for so long, and now Tom, come here, Tom. I'll hold it together. I'm gonna shake it out. You hold it together. Hold it together, Tom. We're gonna be fine. Look at this beautiful tropical island that we're on. It's fine. It's no problem. I am looking at uh, this pad, and it would seem that Voyager has sustained critical damage in the majority of the ship. Uh, including some massive hull damage, which is effectively irreparable. If we are to continue using this program, we will likely have to go out and start assisting the rest of the crew in repairing it. You know, sometimes I feel like we're the only ones keeping the ship together. Yeah, truly. When I went out to to repair a few things, I thought Tuvok saw me, but I think he's blind. I think somebody blew his fucking eyes out because he walked right up to me like inches close to me and didn't say a word and then I scooted past him. You just scooted. You did the scoot maneuver. I did the yeah. scoot maneuver. You know what the, the worst part is though? Uh, I said that most people were gone and that I saw Harry Kim and uh, Captain Janeway. Uh, unfortunately on my way back uh, I saw uh, in the hallway fixing one of the exhaust manifolds Vorik. Vorik? You gotta be kidding me. If Vork was... Vork stayed behind? Seems like 
Vork got considered a uh, a command officer. I think he uh, might have gotten a a field promotion. Well, I saw Neelix in a uniform, which I thought was just a joke. <laughs> Guys, I think Vork's a higher a higher rank than us now. Hey, you know what? Vork probably stayed because he loves Balana so much. I don't envy that guy at all. He needs to just give it up. He's gonna get himself killed because he oh, loves Balana. Speaking of Balana, uh, I do think we may be able to stop rerouting power from the starboard nacelle for the holodeck. I have patched up the hol- the the holodeck reactor, so oh. we can just go ahead and let them use that right nacelle. Oh, that's probably right. again, it's probably good. That's probably. I'm yeah, sure they would yeah. like that a lot. We've yeah. really been sucking a lot of energy from them, we've, haven't we? We've, a ton, yeah. How well do you think well, the ship could run if we weren't in here? I, well, the thing is, normally the reactor for the holodeck is, yeah. you know, completely independent. Okay. We just had to get it fixed. Computer, uh, how about a, a life-size version of Calto? Have you oh, ever seen the down. Harry Potter oh, films where the, the people play the... You mean the, the human, the, the the Earth fiction, the very like uh, well-known uh, yes. Earth literature, chess. Harry Potter. Yes, yes, yes. they do chess. I'd yes. play chess. chess. Anything other play, than Calico. you guys want to play uh, this board game I found in the archives called um, Charterstone. Oh, that oh. sounds fun. Charterstone, tell me more about it. It uh, it says that it's a legacy game, which I guess makes sense because it's so old. But we have to play it 12 times. We got nothing but time. We, we have nothing but time. Can we do a life-size version? Why not? All right. Computer life-size version of Charterstone, please. And a Klingon blood wine for three. Constructing. Good call. <laughs> this is pretty early in Seven being part of the crew, too. Right? Yeah. This is like episode eight of her being part of the and crew. This and this is the first like time we see astrometrics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, where they just keep seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's her, that's the backyard. That's where they keep. <laughs> it's weird that she's never given a rank or anything. So she just hangs out. She, she kind of is allowed to boss people around. Yeah. But also is bossed around. Like everybody's her boss, but nobody's her boss. And she's everybody's boss, but nobody's her boss. Or she's, yeah. Like, well, it's like the Deanna, <laughs> it's kind of like the Deanna Troy of Voyager, where like, She's not in a real uniform. She's in her own uniform. And then like... Well, she needs to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> she has to wear that. She can't wear a real uniform. That would be she's idiotic. She's got to regenerate. God. She's, she's got to regenerate. So she, it, it Never mind that she could wear like, you know, big, comfy, baggy sweatpants. Yeah. And it's the same material. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be skin tight. Uh, one thing I, I did learn is uh, Janeway's birthday is on May 20th, which is very exciting. My That's really close to your May. birthday, isn't it? Yeah, May 31st. Is my that birthday. pocket watch that Chakotay makes for her is huge. <clears throat> it's a big one. Huge. Nice. And I love that Janeway's like, <laughs> you fucking turn that back in. He's like, I made this months ago. What the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Like I can't even I can't return it to the replicate. It won't let me do it. it I think like, the days it. are up. Like I don't have any more return days. <laughs> yeah. I and just... she just selective hearing chooses not to hear that. And then later in the second episode, she finds it and she's like, He disobeyed a direct order. Motherfucker. And 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 Neelix is like, uh, actually, Janeway, he couldn't 
he couldn't put it back. <laughs> he tried. I don't know if you re- he didn't disobey you. He literally couldn't put it back. Like I walked by him the next day and he was yelling at the replicator <laughs> asking for a manager. He, he tried to he tried to reprogram it to change the date on it. So that it thought that we were on a different star date, so it, it but it he, it wouldn't do it. He he tried, tried so hard, <laughs> and then I tried to help him and put my hand on his shoulder. And he turned around. And he said, "Just it's just between me and the machine, me okay? The sh- you just <laughs> I'm not. I love past past all everything. <laughs> I love this this character of Chakotay. This is the second time. It's like old me dad. and the machine. It's like, me and, and the machine." machine. I'm a replicator man. I'm a yeah. replicator I'm a- man. <laughs> and then, and then Neelix is like, that's when I, as I was walking away, kind of got a little pissed off at him and said, I thought you were a replicator man under my breath. <laughs> and he heard me. A replicator man. <laughs> he, he completely snapped. He said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and then I scurried off. <laughs> I really. It's like, it- and then he finally decides like, I'm just going to next year when everything is back to normal, more or less, I'm just going to be like, Hey, remember that thing? I totally. Unreplicated for you. Well, I replicated like it again. I replicated it again. again. I like to imagine Chicote is unhinged when he's not on screen with people. Like, because <laughs> he's, he's so control. calm and chill, but I like to yeah. imagine yeah, when he's like not around anyway, he's like, this stupid fucking machine. God, <laughs> God damn it, just fucking work. <laughs> uh, something okay. He's like, nope, everything's, everything's good. Everything's cool. good. Okay. I'm a I'm a replicator man. If you don't fucking work, I swear to God, I'm gonna. <laughs> says major oh, anger issues. I love seeing that deck five blow up. I love that moment where the doctors look looking at the two two crewmen running oh, towards him. Man, the doctor having like, to make a hard call. He's, he's counting. He's like a hard five, call. Four, three. He's like, okay, fuck. Closes the door. And <laughs> Who's he talking to later when he when he talks about it? Tom. Tom. Who's Tom? in like? Yeah, he's working in yeah. triage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says like, uh, he says something along the lines of like, "Get your own things in order, doctor," or like, "Heal yourself, doctor." <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think you've got post traumatic stress syndrome, and uh, doctor's like, "Nah, dog. Like, if I didn't kill those dudes, more people would die. This is totally normal way of thinking." <laughs> I'm not I'm not dealing with trauma in my own ways. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I told that story not for therapy reasons, but 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 to teach you a lesson. Teach you a lesson of how you need to let people die or else we're gonna have a lot more people dead. <laughs> like, That's not what I heard. That's not what it okay. seems like. It seems like you got problems right now. <laughs> so if the holodeck blows up, excuse me, the if sick bay blows up, holodeck would never blow up. Uh, never. If, sick, never. if sick bay blows up, doesn't isn't the doctor's program in there or is it in all the ship at this point? I think. Or is it all stored in the hollow emitter? Hmm. The mobile emitter? That's a good question. His subroutines. Maybe I think they get transferred into the hollow emitter, don't they? I think so. Because there's yeah. a couple episodes, I think, or like at least an episode where his hollow emitter is like malfunctioning and they're afraid yeah. gonna, they're going to lose him. I oh. love those episodes too because they're kind of comedic where like somebody will turn it off or whatever and it's a little emitter and you're like, oh, he's in there. Don't if they lose that, lose that he's <laughs> he's in that tiny thing and That's if somebody it. steps on it, he's gone. It's kind of like <laughs> <Forever. your brain. laughs> yeah. 
somebody's like, um, guys, nobody move. Nobody move. Um, I, I dropped the mobile emitter. I, I dropped the mobile. It's somewhere on the ground. Nobody move. It'll br- It's so it's fragile. Very fragile. <laughs> Why did this have to happen when the lights went out? It went out. Blind Tuvok accidentally bumps into the doctor. It zaps and falls. And he's like, doctor? Doctor? Fuck. Fuck. Okay, nobody move. Tuvok with that glasses gets, moment. Yeah. <laughs> Gets down on the ground is trying to feel it. <laughs> uh, so, Captain's log: the emergency medical hologram uh, was stepped on today, and we no longer have a doctor. <laughs> and then, like, do do you hear like the door and come in? It's Tuvok, Captain Janeway. Um, just wanted to apologize for uh, stepping on the doctor, <laughs> and she's like. Please get out of here right now. I can't. Just, <laughs> and he turns around and runs right into a wall because he's still blind. <laughs> he's still blind. <laughs> he's like, sometimes I wish you just went full Tenant Dan. <laughs> At least then you'd be rolling around instead of walking on our doctors. And then Seven and I comes walking in like hurriedly after Tuvok being like, Tuvok, you got away from me. I'm so sorry, sorry. Janeway. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. It's just so fast. He's so fast. He just... He, she turns into like a Midwestern mom. He's just so fast. Like I just can't keep up with him. Sometimes he just wants to get out. So fast, so, you know. So fast. These Vulcans are so curious. They're so, so curious. I love, yeah. I love that in our version of this, after the year of hell, everyone just turns into like weird cartoon characters because the year has been so fucking hard that people's brains are just fried. Um, that's a that's a kind of good lead into like. So this episode's called The Year of Hell, and we're doing it because this is the last episode we're going to be recording of the year. Before the end of 2020, what some people might call the year of hell. Uh, year. I feel like Janeway. How was your guys' year? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Janeway on the ship, and the ship is my apartment, and everyone's like, get out of there. Just You got to get out of there. And I'm like, just my fucking ship, man. I'm going down with the fucking ship. I don't care how crazy it's become. <laughs> That's you, how it's been. But you also love your your apartment, but very also much. exactly, it's like my vo- my own Voyager. You know, it doesn't move, obviously. Yeah. But. Sometimes we wish our apartments moved. Yeah. I don't know. I think like we kind of brought it up before we started recording, but like this year has been hard for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, not not least with COVID. Um, but I think. <laughs> oh yeah. I I think. Uh, it has also given me time to like do other things, you know, like time to yeah. sit there and do nothing, which is something that I just didn't do a lot. Um, time to uh, start a podcast, uh, time to start learning uh, some coding. So like I had Ooh. some things that I was like, I'm proud of this year, you know? Yeah. I think that, that's such a great way to put it, Darius. You know, there's, I'm sure there are people who haven't had the same sort of, you know, opportunities as, as necessarily everybody yeah. or the same luck necessarily, yeah. or even uh, I'll call it privilege because it's the best word I can come up with. Totally. But like the privilege to have. Absolutely. But, um, you know, if you've made it this far and you're having a lot of trouble or I, I totally encourage you to, you know, keep on keeping on 
uh, it, this is obviously going to be one of the toughest times in all of our lives. And I, I'm hoping actually that that's the case, you know, like I yeah. hope that that is it. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, you can, you, you, you can do it. And there are other people out there that you can reach out to. And hopefully something like this podcast can be a port in a storm. It has been for <laughs> me. It yeah. It has been I don't for us. listen to it, but making it has been like, <laughs> I well, mean, I listen yeah. to it, but, uh, <laughs> Making well, it, it's really well edited. Whoever yeah, picked whoever up edits. editing, I'll let the editor know. I'll yeah, let the editor know. Yeah, let the editor know. But yeah, um, it's been yeah. a wild year, and yeah, I think it's also given me time to sit and do nothing. I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that, <clears throat> even though it's been tough, like financially. And right. Like, I I said that without without referencing well, no, no, no. the fact that there's a lot of people who don't have the uh, luxury no, no, no. to sit and do nothing. <laughs> Yeah. If you're, for example, an essential worker who's been putting their bodies and cells on the line for this entire year, mm-hmm. um, I it feels almost like it's not enough to say thank you. Uh, yes. People who are it's, still working right not, now. Uh, yeah. But thank you so much. Um, who would have thought that grocery store workers were going to be essential, like frontline first mm-hmm. responders? We should keep treating them like that. That's what this taught. That's what, honestly, that's one of the things that this whole thing taught me. I was like, oh yeah, grocery, grocery store workers are like very important people. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it, if it hasn't taught people that everyone who works is in service, a f- in service it just in general, are fucking vital to keeping the world going. Uh <laughs> I that you should have learned that through this, right? Like yeah. because grocery store workers are now essential workers, that should have ticked something in your brain that, oh, things can't function without the the mass like workers, you know? Like that's and it's, I'll yeah. just get a, a little political and I'll say like I think we it's it's shown that we definitely live in a classist society that we don't think of essential workers as valuable mm-hmm. when they have proven to be more valuable than anybody else. Yeah. And um, the rhetoric that we hear from some people regarding essential workers is really disappointing. Insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. And hopefully we we sort that out in yeah. the future. Yeah. Yeah. For a Star Trek future, a social Post utopia. scarcity <laughs> utopia. Yeah. Yeah. That is Post also a military... Monetary- Dictatorship, yeah, kind of a weird military. Also, probably a mid- military dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a colonial power, but yeah. pretends to be cool about it. But then, in the very, very far future, like falls apart. But but then does the same thing again. Then starts but to do the same thing again, and people go like, people just start to walk around and say, "This is Starfleet. This this Starfleet. This Starfleet. This Starfleet. This Starfleet. This Starfleet. This Starfleet." The Federation is basically like if Europe. You know, Western Europe, when they started colonizing the world, like if they showed up and you didn't have boats, they're like, oh, we'll be back when you have boats. When you have boats, <laughs> fair game. But not until, until you have pr- boats. The prime <laughs> directive not. is you. we can't do anything to you until you have boats. <laughs> Sir, I'm looking down on the shores and they don't have any big boats. What about small boats? They're really small boats. They look useful and stuff. It's like, ah, no, no, no. We, we shouldn't interact with them until they have big boats. <laughs> then it'll be an even playing field. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> They're a pre-boat society, sir. They're, 
And like, obviously I'm oversimplifying with the word boat there. I'm talking about like shit. Boat. Um, Yeah. Like stellar (laughs) cartography shit, but yeah, that's what the Federation is. It's like, so they don't have warp, but, um, when they do, we'll colonize the fuck out of them. (laughs) Oh man. Well, you guys got anything else to say about this episode? I mean, I, we've been to the archive what a couple times at this point. Yeah, yeah. a few times. There's a there, this episode is great. We're not we're not gonna rate it because it didn't have no. any holodeck content on it. No, we only did it because of the name Year of Hell. <laughs> yep, because this year has been hell. Uh, do we have some more <laughs> trivia? We have some more trivia. There's a lot of trivia for these two episodes. The soundtrack um, of this episode's two-parter includes some rare instances of melodic content. Cordial arrangements haven't been usually uh, usual since the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation. During the recording of the score of Star Trek's Voyager's fourth season finale, Hope and Fear, composer Dennis McCarthy reckoned, Denny Mac? I Denny think Mac? the last time I wrote the, a melodic piece was in the Year of Hell. It's interesting to think that like a composer may not make melodic pieces for like literally 20 hours worth of content. Yeah. Like it's once a year. And it's good. The soundtrack's good. Yeah. It's one of the better it's quite good. soundtracks of an episode. This really, just watching this episode in general, just makes me want to rewatch Battlestar Galactica. It just yeah. really got me going for that. Uh, at yeah. the beginning of quarantine, uh, me and my girlfriend started to rewatch it. And we got, I think, like two episodes in. And I was like, I really love this show. I just don't want to dedicate the time to it right now. Mm-hmm. I think Especially we both like the darkness. Of it. We both had that same kind of feeling and just never went back to it. <laughs> that was the first show I ever binged. Like that was the first show I ever like stream binged. That hmm. and Arrested Development. I binged both of those like at the same time. I was I'm like, trying to remember how I watched first. I think I got I rented the DVDs. You know, it was back in the yeah. day when that was the, the, rent and those I DVDs, rented the DVDs, baby. and then like. Then started watching on TV at the third season because I had just heard so many good things. Yeah. And those those seasons, I think of them as modern TV where it's like 10 episodes of seasons, but they were like 24 episode seasons. I those miss like, those. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I I honestly feel like I'm I'm getting screwed. And I know the production value is a lot <laughs> higher and everything, but like watching this old stuff, I'm like you know what? I want 24 fucking episodes. I want it to last me two goddamn years or like, or however long the, sh- the seasons last. Like these 10 episode bingers are like, eh, this is a mini series, man. Give me a full I, yeah. season. I feel that way about discovery. Like I felt like it just is like getting into its pace. And now it's going to end we're in like episode 10. Th- yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, what? Exactly. I, like we don't even, who's the bad guy? What's happening? What's, yeah. what's, what's happening? This what's season? happening? <laughs> we just started. <laughs> And yeah, how are they going to wrap everything up? <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's how I feel. That's why we need episodic stuff. Yeah. That's why we need episodic, episodic stuff. Darius down there. Old episodic Darius. Well, come on. Like, if you're going to do just one storyline, 10 episodes make sense, right? Like, you can spend, you can't spend a lot. You can spend 25 episodes on one storyline, but you're going to be, that's going to be one convoluted storyline. Just at, do at well, seasons of tw- 20 episodes and you do a, like a plot episode and then you do uh individual episode and then you get back to the plot on the next episode. You just switch them off. 
Yeah. You know? That'd be cool. Just always have it humming in the background. Have a holodeck mm-hmm. on Discovery so we can do some holodeck episodes that have nothing to do with the regular storyline. Yes. I think that's what I miss most about the about New Trek um, is there's no spaceship hum. There's never any quiet. And my favorite part oh, of Trek is. is the hum. The hmm, I never the ship. really thought about that, but that is right. I think that's <laughs> why it's weird. When the me. hum is there, there's like a sense of like mm. it's this under like underlying like we're on a spaceship. Yeah. Flying through space. And and Discovery is just, yeah. The cabin noise is way low. Yeah. They got that thing sealed nice yeah. along. <laughs> and they got no Brian down there sealing shit. So it's like <laughs> it's oh, caulking. Man. Yeah. Space <laughs> caulking. <laughs> I blame the JJ tracks for that. Because those don't make any noise either, do they? No, it's their I don't fault. Think so maybe they All do. These, I'll have to go back and watch it. Maybe because yeah. I, I feel like I give JJ, uh, Star Trek more shit than actual than like the deserves than it actually deserves. Because I think there's a lot of like good Trek stuff in it. So maybe it does have. No, it's good. It just the things that they chose. I'm mad about the influence that it has on the television stuff. Absolutely. I like the world that he created and the movies are great. It's just the fact that it got so that's into, that's a Kurtzman for you. That's Kurtzman. <sighs> that guy. We don't don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, variety. Day two five seven. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Tom, Pert, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have bad yeah. news. What's Everybody has beamed off of the ship except for Janeway, and she is hell-bent on destroying the Krenim time ship. Oh, we still fuck. Have one, we still have a game of Charterstone left. I know. How can we, can we compress a two-hour gameplay session into likely two minutes? I'll go I first. I think so. Okay, you go, you rolling go. the dice. Uh-oh. Nope. Uh, guys, we need to make sure that the, the holodeck isn't going to... Uh, uh, okay. just, uh, just roll, Tom. I'll take care of the fucking holodeck, okay? Ignore the fire. Ignore the fire. Hold on. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. I should have have thought about what I was going to do on my turn. Oh, my God. Come on, Tom. Tom. Please, you are way behind. It is unlikely that you can pull out a... I could still win this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take some coal. Okay, it's your turn. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Are your eyes okay? Uh, It appears that I am Tuvoking very badly here. Oh, no, you're blind. (laughs) It's, it is okay. Just communicate to me Sorry, what your moves are, and I will know how to react. I'm gonna roll. Okay. Um. Uh. All right. What are you? What's going on? Are Are you trying to? Are Don't you still worry about to fix it? it. I'm keeping it up and running. I'm so, I'm so worried. Okay. Uh. What should I do? Which? Oh. I did the thing. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Oh man. Oh my God! My arm! My arm is gone! I'm spewing blood. <laughs> hey guys, so I was thinking um, that uh, now that we got rid of the uh, the temporal time uh, weapon, that we could mm-hmm. just you know, I don't know. I think maybe if we ever get into a situation where uh, Voyager's ever in like extreme danger, maybe we all meet in Holodeck Three. I think that's a great idea. That is a good idea, and Pert. Mm-hmm. Your idea to kill Vorik while good may have too many repercussions if we do that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it would have been nice. Imagine a nice. life without Vorik. 
Anything else? All right. Uh, no, I'm just looking so. forward to doing this podcast next year. And yes, this is yeah. the last episode of the year. You know what? I'm going to just throw it out there right now. This is the last episode of season one. Ooh. Ooh, I love that. Season two. Could season we start two. season two <laughs> with the first episode of Deep Space Nine? Because yeah. there's holiday content on it. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. I that love that. Awesome. Start okay. off, start off strong. It's new beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yes. about a man who's jaded, who's seen some shit, <laughs> but he gets a new chance, has a new perspective. That. And it's young little baby, little baby Baby's, Cisco, baby Jake, baby, baby Jake, and baby Jake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hey, um, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast if you dug this. Normally, we do just holiday content, uh, but we will. Uh, probably do something like this every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, we are on Instagram as Trek to the Holodeck, on Twitter as Trek to the Deck, and on Discord, we have a Discord channel, Trek to yeah. the Holodeck. You can find the link to our Discord channel in our Instagram. It, our Instagram profile has a link tree, so that's your gateway into the Trek to the Holodeck universe that we've universe. created. We've got like 20 other shows. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. uh, We have a Twitch. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, you know we have a Twitch. But if you're listening to the podcast, we have a Twitch. You can come watch us record the podcast. And sometimes stream games. Occasionally. Yeah. So if you like yeah. that. Uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thanks for that. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, our intro and outro music was provided by artist Bodyline, used with permission from Midwest Collective. It's available now on Bandcamp. Although if you go and listen to it on Bandcamp, you won't get all the cool uh, Star Trek uh, sound bites that Jan uh, spliced into it. That's right. And I spliced those without the permission of Viacom CBS, <laughs> but it is transformative. <laughs> and therefore, we cannot be sued for that Viacom CBS. No, Hell we yeah. can't. Back off. Back, Back off. off. Back off. Have a Back happy off. fucking New Year, CBS Viacom. Viacom. Yeah. For the last time this year in 2020. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. See you fuck, next year. Fuck you, CBS Viacom. <laughs> changing your changing your 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 uh streaming service from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, plus PP. Paramount Plus PP. PP. It's on PP. Ew. What a bunch of losers. but but for real, watch any Star Trek component content legally on PP in twenty twenty one. Yeah. or CBS All Access or Netflix or Amazon or or anywhere else. Hulu maybe even. I think it's everywhere. It's just streaming everywhere. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy. All right. Peter. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 